0: I mean men are really fragile. <laughs> so it, you know you you have to be and that's kind of back to what I was saying it's it's frustrating to to not be heard and not be listened to but then also to have to be careful about how you know you you say to someone you weren't listening is really frustrating as well because it should just be something that you know they they know and it so everything is constantly falling to the woman to be responsible like you have to hold their hand through learn teaching them how to listen even you know Um, because no one else in our world is teaching them that
1: when they're a grown-ass adult
0: when they're a grown-ass adult
1: here uh, uh talking to uh Emily Radakowski and uh, Emily is is known for many things uh obviously the probably the, the biggest thing she's known for is the fact that she's one of the the uh top um uh, fashion models in this country but she also runs her own business she is an actor if you saw Gone Girl she was Ben Affleck's. Um, uh, mistress we'll say mistress <laughs> and uh incredible though actor and um uh, but also you're a citizen yes. i don't like the word activist because uh, mm-hmm. uh, you're a citizen of a democracy so that mm-hmm. implies to me
0: well you I have- suppose a supposed a democracy
1: <laughs> okay. well,
0: but right. yes no 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 and, no, uh, no i think you're right i i always have an issue with the word activist as well because um action is like often i think that people imagine you know um they will they imagine you. <laughs> and I'm uh, I'm not my whole life is political, but that's not my entire life. There's many other things that I'm involved with. Um so thank you for the very generous introduction though. That was very nice.
1: Well, I you know, I have um admired uh your participation as a citizen uh because you I mean, we all have to do this. We we aren't going to that thing we call a democracy. We're not going to have if we just all do nothing. So yeah,
0: I mean, I grew up in a political family. Um, we had Fahrenheit 9/11 on VHS. So oh my god, <laughs> yeah. Oh. So I um I grew up. You know, you were definitely a hero of my parents. And um, politics was something that you know every we all there was no off limits time for that it wasn't like oh mm-hmm. we we don't you know talk about politics everything was political and um i think now i think actually i've gotten maybe uh, further left from my parents, they're they're pretty avid Democrats, um, and which is cool, and I respect it. But we're kind of actually don't agree as much as we used to. Um, but yeah, for me, it's not a question of um, uh, being an activist; it's just being a person who exists in this time period. Right. How can I not care about these things and talk about them?
1: But you've been you have been visible. I mean, you yes. you've made a choice, and and other people in our business, meaning mm-hmm. the, the the general business of mm-hmm. Art, film, yeah. fashion, entertainment, etc. Uh, you know, if you had a manager or an agent or somebody mm. would be, you know, saying to you, uh, Emily. Um,
0: oh, I've had it. I mean, yeah. all the time.
1: You're, you're, you're. you're, you're, you're this is going to be good for your career.
0: Yes, so many times, and I, I mean, sometimes I've wondered if that's true. Um, but now I'm kind of leaning into it more and more. Um, especially, I think, as I get older, I just I've understood that so much of my life has been dictated by politics and by uh systems of power and um to not want to talk or speak on those things and try to change them it just seems like really depressing and kind of crazy not to
1: did you have some epiphany or was there a moment when you had that peek behind the curtain the curtain of power Mm. where you know you realized oh wow this is how it's run yeah
0: um well You know, Obama 2008 was the first election I could vote in, Um, and I campaigned really hard. I was a senior in high school. It was a huge, you know, moment for me, and I remember I was working for my high school paper, and I was in downtown San Diego when he won, and it was this, like, amazing feeling of victory, and then I think, um, you know, what happened after that was um uh, I think I felt like I had been tricked I felt like I had elected a progressive candidate and then his policies weren't progressive and um this is actually where my parents and I like often we, we mm-hmm. can't talk about this right. They're very you cannot touch Obama in my household um <laughs> but uh yeah that kind of radicalized me um I was also you know going into the real world mm-hmm. when the economy crashed so my friends who were graduating from college were moving home and you know getting jobs And cafes that they had worked at in high school with great degrees but tons of student loan debt and um i was going off to college and i was kind of looking at this world and being like what what is there for me to do and then i went to ucla for art which is obviously not you know there's no guaranteed job with that i mean there's really no guaranteed job with any degree but especially with art uh and then i left ucla and i tried to sort of like finagle the system by being a model and actress, which I did. But then that also has its whole systems of power.
1: Was there there a moment though where, uh, or some incident or something that happened where your brain just went, oh, oh, I get it. This is how it's.
0: I think Occupy was that moment for me. Um, the
1: Occupy Wall Street Yeah, occupu-
0: Occupy, Occupy Wall, Wall Street. Where were you then? I where was in you, Los Angeles. In La- and um, did you
1: grow up in San Diego um, Yeah,
0: I, I went to high school in San Diego. Yeah, um, what, and high I, school, what high school did San you San know? um, it's a public high school. Uh, my dad was my painting teacher, um, <laughs> but it's kind of a weird school. Like we don't have a football team, we have a surf team, skate PE. It's very SoCal. Right, okay. um, You know, everyone's kind of freaky, uh, which was great. Um, right. And I was very lucky, but actually, interestingly, like I think now, politically, like we had no transgender students in at my high school when I was there, and now there are, are tons. So it, it, I think that we've progressed in certain ways that we right. weren't even there for right. then. Um, but yeah, I, I was living downtown in a loft um, in the arts district, like paying a dollar a square foot. I um, had just left UCLA. I was working as a model. Um, kind of just like trying to make as much money as I could. Um, And I remember seeing Occupy because it was only five blocks away from where I was living at the time and really kind of feeling an excitement that I hadn't felt since Obama had been elected. I mean, I I was excited about Obama, but it felt very different to me this felt like something like i was curious i guess um and then you know starting to understand the 99 percent versus the one percent which is something i think about all the time now especially when I'm talking about Bernie and when, you know, especially coming from a place now where I actually have made money from my career and people go, well, okay, do you want to pay taxes? (laughs) And I'm like, well, first of all, I pay a ton of taxes, but second of all, and I'm happy to, but second of all, that's not the conversation that we need to have right now. And um, I think having being introduced to that concept of what what is capitalism and how has this really impacted our country and our system, mm-hmm. that was something that, you know, my parents, even though they were politically progressive, they were boomers and they, they didn't understand capitalism in the way that, you know, someone, a millennial really does.
1: Right, right. And the way you understand it, uh, because you, you realize, I'm guessing mm-hmm. I've <laughs> had enough people your age say this to yeah. me, that- it doesn't seem like you're going to be able to have the things your generation, the things your parents have yes. or, or your grandparents had.
0: Totally. And I think that came with sort of um – you know, being in college and being like, wait a second, this is a racket. Like <laughs> I'm paying for school, I don't have a guaranteed job. Like my, right. this is nothing's. not there's no pathway. The, the thing that my parents thought was the safe thing for me to do wasn't safe. And I, I had to realize that on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I also just think that there was a little bit of a, you know, um, becoming disillusioned with sort of the powers that be by, by seeing what had, who had been bought right um right. and that that was really what radicalized me
1: your parents uh did they go to college
0: yeah uh, yeah in, they're in, college educated in california did they go yeah my mom got her phd at ucsd my dad mm-hmm. um got his art degree from sdsu mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: okay so uh for those of you listening uh people of your parents age mm-hmm. um in california mm-hmm. paid practically nothing college, well yeah. or in some cases nothing i think our, at least people my age the mm-hmm. uc system yeah was free yeah you paid for your books
0: i'm actually i mean my mom's from illinois originally so she just got her phd out there but um i'm i'm not entirely sure but definitely almost nothing i mean right. comparatively almost nothing and you know it, 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 it's so hard for them to understand like one of the schools that I thought about going to was Sarah Lawrence and they offered me a scholarship it was $90,000 a year. <laughs> My parents are on school teacher got salaries like there was no way we could pay for that and um, you know they were very much of the attitude of like wherever our daughter wants to go to school which mm. is very loving and wonderful right, but right, right. I was like something doesn't smell right about this and now I look back and I'm like fuck those liberal arts colleges they're Taking people's money,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So you you're just out of high school, just a year or two or three. Yeah, Occupy happens. Mm-hmm. So you're you're very aware of the system seems a little rigged here. Yes, and yes. um, and <clears throat> that there's a few at the top that are benefiting, and mm-hmm. the rest are you know scrambling for the crumbs. So.
0: Literally a few. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. Yeah. Literally. And um. You know, it was very, I'm so glad what you said about Obama. Um, That's, you know, it is a brave thing to say because he is beloved. Yeah. I love him. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, I cried. I cried when I went in the polls that day in 2008. Yeah,
0: I mean, Uh, it was an amazing moment.
1: I cried at 11 p.m. that night when they Mm. announced it. Uh, And it it really wasn't a month later that he started appointing uh, people uh from goldman sachs yeah to run our economy yeah and one thing after another and i'm like oh no no please <sighs> and but i i unlike your parents i couldn't i couldn't stay glued to that um that was a really genuine feeling because right. people our age we never thought we'd see a black Person, man, woman, whatever, ever as president.
0: Yeah, I mean, my mom was involved with civil rights, like in high school. So for her, you know, coming from Illinois, so for her, this was like such a huge moment. And um, for me too, for everyone. And I thought one one of the arguments that before I really became radicalized was feeling like you know this is this is such a symbolic symbolically important. And I still do feel that in certain ways, Um, but. I also, you know, one of the reasons I didn't support Hillary in the last election was because I don't think that symbolism is really what we need. We need action. And if I don't agree with someone's politics, I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about what they represent because of who they are.
1: Right, right. And it, and I, I, like in this election, um, one thing, the statistic that I've seen in one of the polls, the, the last one, it said fifty-two percent of eighteen to thirty-five year olds support Bernie. Yeah, and I'm like, whoa.
0: Yeah, it's and exciting. It,
1: and and for Buttigieg, who is a millennial, two mm-hmm. percent. Um, yeah, and it was like so. The youngest voters support the oldest
0: candidate. I know, I know.
1: And I mean, well, that I think that first of all, it says a lot about because I'm to be honest, my mm-hmm. generation. I mean, we were ne- we would never vote for. Her or be for anybody you were ageist oh totally i mean i think anybody like when i any time when we were in our teens or 20s anybody over 30 was not to be trusted right i
0: mean i get that you guys also had a a generational divide that was really um extreme
1: it it was extreme yeah it was extreme on so many cultural levels you know our parents hated our music
0: totally they hated our hair oh my god
1: (laughs) so many fights over the hair at the dinner table so (laughs) it
0: was Oh, it's very different like my parents were okay with you know mohawks and whatever else and, you, and
1: you probably liked their music
0: yeah i did i did so i did
1: but um but uh, so i'm i'm um so so you supported bernie mm-hmm. in in uh, 2016 yeah and um, are you supporting him uh, this time?
0: Yes, I am. You are. Yes, have I you, am. Have
1: you said that publicly? Um,
0: no, but I've been talking to his people, so I, I I don't mind if it comes out here first. I'm I'm gonna do as much as I can oh, moving wow. forward. But yeah, no, I'm I I was it was never a question for me. There's no candidate that speaks to me in the same way that he does, um, or also like I really believe has a chance of winning. Um, so it was just a matter of timing, and I feel like right now, after everything's been announced with how much money he's made in the last um six months is amazing
1: amazing 34 yeah. million
0: dollars yeah um, just in the last quarter yeah oh that's right that's the last yeah. quarter the yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That, uh, by the way the first yeah. the first day of that quarter yeah. this is the fourth quarter mm-hmm. of 2019 yeah the first day of that quarter he has a heart attack
0: yeah that's right that <laughs> <By> actually that, <laughs> did make me nervous too when that happened and i'm so glad to see that 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 he's recovered from that in well, such not an amazing way i gotta
1: tell you i've been around yeah. him and and i've talked to his wife yeah she said what they, what they went they cleaned out all his arteries she can't keep up with him now in the morning walk
0: he's, <laughs> well he's, he's always like, had a lot of energy
1: he has a ton of yeah. energy but now he's like he's also something has changed something hmm. has in a, in a really positive way yeah that, um, he jokes around more he's because hmm. he is naturally funny yeah but you don't see it necessarily mm-hmm. on, on TV
0: he um, did something recently where people were like god he's really funny I, I saw something that um, people were reacting to was it the thing where,
1: where the Bernie lookalike alike uh, and he did the, yes between two yes. ferns yeah 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 but it's yeah bernie versus bernie yeah
0: yeah yeah that was really good that is that's um,
1: hilarious I'll, I'll for anybody listen I'll, I'll post that on the uh on the site here yeah uh, did you get to meet him at all in 16 i did or, yeah. i met
0: him in um uh god was it i think it was in um new hampshire i was working on the campaign i did a little um, thing at a college and um yeah he's amazing it was really great to meet him but i mean he's consistently i think that's the thing that a lot of young people are responding to i mean first of all it's anti-establishment, right? Like he's someone who has consistently believed in the things that he's believed in and he's been an outsider and it's he's spent a lifetime of serving these ideas rather than corporations, which is so refreshing. Um, And yeah, I mean, I, I could go on, it's also just, I think that people really underestimate what my generation sees in America which isn't socialism versus democracy or anything else it's just capitalism <laughs> and he can really handle fucking capitalism and that's how that's the truth
1: and, that, and that's the enemy yes that's the totally. that's the true because I this is the way I I've, I've mm-hmm. always looked at it and again I you know I didn't go to college I mean I went I went for a year and
0: a half Oh me too
1: yeah so <laughs> Dropouts. Mean, so yeah we're t- <laughs> The dropouts, <laughs> two dropouts. Kids, kids stay in school. <laughs> See, I don't
0: even know if I would say that now. <laughs> no,
1: I I don't no. tell anybody yeah. that. You know, in, in in fact, I tell film students, don't pay forty or fifty thousand mm. a year. If you took that forty thousand, you know what kind of great little film you could oh make. Oh my
0: god, for forty thousand dollars, a lot so, more. Yeah,
1: but anyways, but it it um, it seems like. Well, I think there's one thing that uh, you and your generation, you have such good radar. And instinct for bullshit. Yeah. And and you know, you know, this guy is never gonna sell out. Yeah. You know he can't be bought. Mm-hmm. That's hard to say about any other politician. And and frankly, I think there's been a lot of good people that ran this year. Totally. Um, they've all at every debate, each one of them said something was that was really good yeah. on that stage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and uh, I've had Elizabeth Warren in uh, a couple of my movies, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So yeah, I've
0: seen her I, speak. I've yeah. gone to her rallies. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah she, oh, but but when it comes down to it. You know, and I think I look at those pictures of Bernie back in the sixties getting oh, I know. arrested for I mean, civil are, rights.
0: Those are really impactful for people. Like you're talking about visual versus audio, like seeing that visually for right. in a generation where you're scrolling on your phone all the time, you're like, I recognize that guy. And then it's Bernie Sanders is is really impactful. Yeah. Um, but also, just I mean, he he to me, it's like he boils down very what a lot of people make overly complex issues to very simple fundamental beliefs and that's what politics is all about and i think um that consistency and that sort of ability to be able to distill these ideas is is um is really amazing and and one of the other things that's not for nothing i mean Trump doesn't have anything on him (laughs) like he has he comes after everyone and he and not everyone does a great job of handling it um and Bernie he just kind of like can't fuck with
1: he doesn't know how he doesn't doesn't know know how Queens that's Mm -hmm. Trump doesn't Mm -hmm. know how to deal with Brooklyn (laughs) that's Bernie wow I love that I think I think there's something there that's good uh because they both grew up in a in their era Mm -hmm. and um and there's, yeah, Trump does not know how to, I, I, I think you know, on a much smaller scale, mm-hmm. um, I, he's had the same, Trump's had the same, problem with me
0: mm-hmm. um, oh i saw his tweet about you Congrats. yeah but yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah but it's like, like maybe number five yeah okay and uh-huh. has he ever tweeted about you or no his never? wife has okay been. well that counts mm-hmm. yeah is don jr you know
0: no, yeah there's points
1: there's points depending <laughs> no, on uh flotus if, flotus, yeah, flotus yeah, is, yeah. okay well you've got that that's mm-hmm. good but i've, I've had uh, i think about five uh, tweets at me but mm-hmm. he's it's never really uh cruel like even in this last one here mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago uh, nobody ever said that Mike was stupid. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's so strange. <laughs> so it's just
1: kind of a okay.
0: Talk about someone who doesn't listen.
1: Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. Yeah, like he clearly doesn't know. But then again, I think you know he does because I I think he's worried with me mm-hmm. and maybe with Bernie too mm. that um, there is a bit of a crossover, a lap over, whatever it's called, of mm-hmm. of uh, his audience and mine and Bernie's in the sense that um you know we we are trying to fight for working class america and he needs to try to fool as many of them as possible
0: oh yeah and
1: and bernie and i are the antidote to that oh totally we're going to we're going to explain to people and we're first of all people are going to know we're on their side Mm -hmm. and they're going to you know we're going to show the lie mm-hmm. of Donald Trump.
0: Well that's the thing that um one thing that really frustrates me even about people in my generation there's this sort of feeling of like well Trump supporters are stupid. And I really don't believe that. I don't I don't really believe that anyone's stupid. I think that you have a country where you were offered an extreme and then a let's keep things the same. And when things haven't been going well for a really long time and there isn't really a lot of hope you go for the you go for the alternative you say i don't want to right. keep things the same and when the left doesn't provide a different alternative then of course people are going to are going to head to to the right and um that's what bernie is so that's what excites me about bernie so much and i hope that the dnc is able to see that as well that you know going to the middle and becoming moderate is just like it's exo- no one's interested in that <laughs> no one it doesn't not- why don't not, they
1: understand that why doesn't the leadership of the party understand cuz they seem to always mm, be trying to money uh, (laughs) It's just the money, isn't it? I think it's money. (laughs) It's just the
0: money. I think it's about who their donors are. I think it's about, um, yeah, it's about the establishment. And and those people, they they can talk about, you know, gay rights. They can talk about women's rights. They can talk about transgender rights. They can talk about a lot of things, but in social issues. But as soon as it gets into economics, they get really scared. And I think that there's a lot of people who are like one toe, you know, outside of the DNC, but they're still giving those dollars. And that's who got the nomination four years ago
1: right and bernie's dollars come from what was the average i saw oh yeah that Uh, was was crazy 18 dollars per person yeah so he's got the most donors Mm -hmm. who give the least amount
0: i mean that's amazing like that makes me believe in the system and in the system that our country is built on which is something i haven't felt ever in in my adult life so that's why he's so exciting to me right yeah. What,
1: what's your what's your pitch to people though how do you you must have people because I talk to people and they mm-hmm. say oh well, yeah but Mike you know he can't win and I said oh that, don't say that that's not true
0: I mean I just always think about how everybody else was thinking about Trump four years ago oh yeah. hes there's no way he's gonna win everybody there's said absolutely that. Yes. no way right and it's like wake up guys I mean I was I was sort of, I had sort of come to believe that not because I thought Hillary was um You know such a great candidate i thought that she is enough connected to an establishment that they there's no way they're gonna let her lose (laughs) right that's what i believed um that was my sort of what i understood but i remember exactly where i was when i thought oh no we were we were duped the dnc the left we the coasts we talked only to each other Mm. and um look at look at what we've done
1: right Right but I know and I can, and I said to them the, the, some of the leadership at that time mm-hmm. during the primaries in 2016, Bernie has won Michigan. Mm-hmm. Bernie won Wisconsin. Bernie and has, he and
0: he would have beat Trump in those places. Yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And then Hillary, we couldn't get her to come mm-hmm. to Wisconsin. Uh, Or or, or hardly at all to Michigan yeah Uh, we couldn't even get yard signs I mean, I keep complaining about this and four years later I'm like where's my damn yard sign but they they finally told me one of the leaders of her Mm -hmm. campaign after the election Mm -hmm. I said just tell me this why couldn't we get yard signs in Michigan and he said honestly the feeling was is that if we allowed too many yard signs in Wisconsin and Michigan it would remind the Trump voters that they had to get out and vote against her
0: oh my god so out
1: of fear
0: Uh, out of fear so reactive that's my problem with the dnc and the left in general in my lifetime has been it's so reactive (laughs) it's always like well how what are they doing now and even now online and just it just feels like everybody um there's no proactive movement. And that's why Bernie is exciting. And that's why Occupy was exciting actually in the same way. It felt like, you know, a real- um, A real
1: people's movement.
0: Yeah, and that's what the right has. But I don't think that those people are bad or stupid or any of those things. I think they just need an alternative.
1: Yeah, and in fact, I'll say this and maybe this will upset some people, but Mm -hmm. there's something about them, the people that are out there on the other side of the political fence. I admire how much they own what they believe in Mm -hmm. they have the courage of their convictions they show up yeah i
0: I don't see that very much from the left i have to be honest um i see a lot of people who are reactive and they're scared and they're um they're really concerned with um limiting words which is another thing i thought of a lot about with hillary and actually just and this i think does go back partly to gender um but also just PC culture where, you know, she was literally given less of a vocabulary to speak on issues because we were censoring what she was able to say. Trump is on the complete opposite side of that. And I think that's so dangerous and such a mistake of the left. Again, that comes out of fear and limiting, limiting vocabulary is like what it's like taking away someone's sword in politics.
1: Right. And what the public loves and what the Trump voters love about Trump is that they know what they see is what they get that when he says something he it hasn't gone through a filter it hasn't gone through a committee yeah it just it's just he's just blurting it out
0: yeah which was the opposite i mean with hillary and i and i don't blame her for that i think it was you know that was what she understood she had to do that was what her team that was the political system that she understood that functioned for her in the past right um but that's not where we are now and it's you know i really hope that people can wake up and get excited and and stop worrying about i mean everybody is so worried about the other on both sides i think right now in this country and that isn't what politics is about that's not what change is about i hope that people instead think about what they want like you mentioned your resolutions for what you want to see for our country think about what you want and then think about the best way to get there and i think then more people will be excited by bernie
1: yeah well they obviously are more than even i realized i mean he's got more volunteers Mm -hmm. than any any of the other candidates he has the highest approval rating i didn't know he was he's number one with latino voters oh i didn't know
0: that actually and and it's been that way for like
1: four or five months it's Mm -hmm. been that way Mm -hmm. and now uh there was just a poll last week that showed bernie is now number one with what they call non-white voters so if you combine latino black Mm -hmm. asian Mm -hmm. arab right you know americans um
0: um i mean i also think that weirdly biden has made me so angry his his presence in this um just the idea that he could even be considered um, it's actually made me um, more excited about Bernie. And I hope that happens with other young people.
1: Explain what you mean by that with um, Vi- regarding I Biden. I just
0: cannot believe. It's like you really are going to go back and say, okay, well, who's a name? that Like when people talk about Michelle Obama, I like Michelle Obama. I think she's a really amazing person and represents so much. And I like her politics in a lot of ways. Yeah. I do not want to see her run for mm-hmm. president yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> that is like, that is the exact same mistake we made with Clinton. You're right. taking someone from an establishment right. that everyone's sick of, you're taking Biden, he will be so easy to destroy. Also, like, I don't love the massages, I just don't. Right. So, there's, there's a lot of things going on. Um, but I think for me, anyone, who, like, I don't even know if it was my parents, but I think in general, like, boomers are sort of like, well, what about Biden? And that's so the wrong, that's that's exactly what we did in the last election. I don't want to see that happen again.
1: Trump won by not playing it safe. Going for Biden or anybody in the middle. Oh, my God. Playing it safe right now, that is the sure way yeah, yeah. to lose. You know, we The middle we,
0: can't hold. I mean, how many times do you need to hear that, though? I just like, that's the part that's frustrating for me is like, why is this still a conversation? Didn't we learn our lesson by having him in, as in office for the last four years?
1: Right. No, I guess not.
0: I guess not, which is crazy because mm-hmm. look at who who's emerged as are pe- as people that that are that you know citizens are excited about, and they're all fresh, young, or or somebody who's been consistent like Bernie.
1: So you mentioned the massages, uh, mm-hmm. the, the the Biden the Biden yeah. masseuse technique. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's amazing when I uh, when this subject is brought up. Yeah. How many boomers? Ugh. Roll their eyes, and they yeah, and they and they go, oh, you know, that's just Joe or men that age. That's how they are, and it's like I all when I hear that, all I think of is yeah, men that age. They they have given us the world we have. Yeah, that's exactly what I don't want to hear. Men that age uh, have taken us to war. Men that age have created (laughs) a huge system of inequality. Mm -hmm. Men that age. Are leaving your generation with a planet That's, that we're not going to see the the total calamity people of my age you
0: i know and your
1: children, children yeah. are going to face an apocalypse mm-hmm. that i don't understand why people are, our age my age uh, 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 how can we even look you in the eye frankly and, and, and
0: no and, i agree with you i mean i i to me i feel the exact same way but i it's amazing to me even um i mean well we could talk about white women um, if you want to i mean i just a lot of white women of a certain age are so afraid to challenge um systems of power and i think that's like what happens when you've been um, oppressed but also able to benefit from from those systems of power, maybe more than other people, um, benefit you,
1: because of your white privilege. Yeah,
0: because you're white. I mean, like I'm a perfect example of that. It's like I am so pissed off all the time, but also like I talk about like someone who's benefited from capitalism. Like I sell clothes, you know. Mm, right. So it's it's a difficult position, but I'm so disappointed continually, and not just by women of a certain age, but even women my age, um, who kind of are like, oh, I don't know, like, are we going to really, are we going to be so mad at everyone? And listen, I get it. Like, I don't think that men who have, you know, like, is Joe Biden a, a bad guy? What is this whole concept of bad versus good? To me, it's more of an issue about the world that that has allowed them to behave a certain way and actually rewarded them to behave a certain way. Yes, and
1: not just excused it, but rewarded. rewarded
0: it. Rewarded, right? Rewarded. Um, like they have they have only received. You know, they've only benefited from these kinds of systems and and from their behavior. Why what what can we do except call it out? <laughs> like if I I'm sorry, I don't want anyone to, you know, I'm not going to say Joe Biden is a creep. I don't feel that way, but I do not like how he has treated women. I don't like it. <laughs> right. And I'm tired of men who who aren't aware of their privilege. Right. And right. their power and right. the kind of, you know, touching that goes on in these situations where women are not in a position to protest right and i'm i'm sick of that and i don't want to see someone as my president who's who's partaking in that and um it's the same thing i felt with brett kavanaugh it's i i don't i don't want you got,
1: you got arrested i did you protested the uh, brett kavanaugh appointment
0: yeah with amy D.C. schumer
1: you and amy schumer <laughs> yeah. getting arrested Pregnant amy schumer yes actually, yeah. yes and they're putting the uh the zip tie hand, yeah. handcuffs plastic Mm -hmm. handcuffs on you there
0: yeah
1: and what did that feel like being hauled away you know i've never been arrested oh really no i know that seems a little that is actually somebody should have carted me away a long time ago. (laughs) that's
0: amazing what did you do to not get
1: arrested well because in order to make the films that i make i always my crew and i we always know before we go in where's the door that's getting us out right so they can't catch us right 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 and because i'm not going to run as fast as everybody else Mm -hmm. so i got to know that secret well we
0: wanted to be arrested you want to be clear i mean that was the whole point i took the train down to dc to be arrested um actually elizabeth warren was there um she gave a really amazing speech that day Mm. and then we walked over to capitol hill and um yeah we were arrested uh a lot of people i don't think they understood what that was really about um really i don't know i felt i mean i posted a picture of myself holding a sign about you know um women and, and power, basically, um, to over... I don't remember the exact phrase I had on it. And a lot of people talked about how I was wearing a tank top without a bra.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's what, that's what social media...
0: Uh, I so don't know if that's just social on. media. I mean, that was yeah. also, um, you know, that was right wing media. That was also left wing media. It, it came from both sides, and it's really unfortunate that that's. I mean, in in some ways, it was more. Ex- it gave me more reason to want to do those things mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it shows that that's like where the focus on is on on, on any woman. Um,
1: and what's and first of all, what's the crime of a tank top? Am I did I miss something here? Or no, I mean. That, yeah. uh,
0: I I it was I, I was wearing jeans and and Wasn't it was a 100 the, degree yeah, I say, day. In it was Washington, so DC, hot. It was insane. But also in like summer. fuck you if it was freezing cold and I wanted to wear a tank top, I can wear a tank that's top. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? That's right. Um like how I decide to dress is like totally up to me. So that's crazy. But like I guess I should justify that it was a really hot day. I don't know. I, it gets really weird. Um and then yeah, to Why, me No,
1: can I tell you, no guy has ever had to justify
0: yeah what what they were wearing to a protest to a
1: protest Mm -hmm. and then and then when they were being i've never seen anybody mention what a guy was wearing as he was being hauled away by the cops yeah you know what you're witnessing is Mm -hmm. wow you took the risk of having an arrest record Mm -hmm. uh to stand up for something because you thought it was wrong Mm -hmm. that brett kavanaugh would be on our supreme court that's the powerful thing and your buddy Mm -hmm. amy
0: Mm
1: -hmm. was like really pregnant yeah um and um
0: Yeah. I mean, I think um, what was interesting is like there was such a backlash to sort of the concept of like believe women, because I think people don't understand that women haven't been believed ever in history and that we haven't had a you know there's what's the famous quote if women tell their stories the world will shatter but like look at anita hill she told her story nothing's happened um you know right
1: she got shattered
0: she was shattered and i've seen that continually in our world and in 2020 i'm hoping that it changes but i don't know you know with the me too movement everything else i still feel like those women are being taken apart um, and I feel like you know we see Harvey Weinstein making a settlement. I I just put fuck Harvey on my um, arm for. A, I saw
1: that you were. On, <laughs> what was that? A red carpet. Yeah,
0: it was at my What'd husband's you, movie, and um, it was I actually yeah, it was got a sharpie and you yeah. just
1: you just put fuck yeah. Harvey on your forearm. Uh, yeah,
0: I was pretty pissed off. I actually I was so angry I started to um, cry, which is a weird thing to admit um, on like publicly because it makes me sound emotional, which is not what people like to hear from women. But I think that- I've already
1: cried once today. If that helps (laughs) at all, just to, I'll admit it publicly. Yeah,
0: I was so um, disheartened and frustrated to see that he was going to settle. And then, you know, a couple days later to see that he had given an interview where he said he felt like a forgotten man. And, you know, there's a part of me that's just wondering like, oh, is he going to be able to climb back into a position of power? And um, seeing, you know, Kavanaugh's, confirmation that felt the exact same way it's there's such a um not only a disrespect for women's stories and and their truth but also there's a complete um blanket denial of that the existence of this power dynamic and that's so frustrating to me and i see it every day not just in um system not just in political systems but also in my industry and on the street
1: i um as a guy um have witnessed this since i was aware i guess as a teenager these guys the brett Kavanaughs, those mm-hmm. guys at those parties and all that you know guys like me who were really shy who couldn't ask anybody out on a date you know yeah. just we always if we did go to the high school dance we were in the corner <laughs> in the, hoping hoping no girl would come up to us right. and ask us to dance <laughs> um uh those guys made our lives miserable they were usually bullies number Mm -hmm. one um they uh they would do whatever they could to try to humiliate us as other boys yeah and i I can't tell you how much i have personally enjoyed if that's the right word the me too movement Mm -hmm. in in the sense of watching these men Get their comeuppance. Yeah, because I have witnessed, I have witnessed in this business, Mm -hmm. I have had a peek behind the curtain, and I'm always stunned that guys will say or do things in front of me. Yeah, not just because I'm, you know, Michael Moore or whatever, but they think, you know, once the door's shut and the women Mm -hmm. are not in the room, Mm -hmm. they can say things. Yeah, because we have the bro code. Yeah, and and I'm not going to say anything. And I'm I'm and I I I had a, a meeting once with a tv executive i'll just mm-hmm. call him that for now and uh his assistant brought water in
0: mm-hmm. to
1: himself and to me mm-hmm. she, he, she leaves she shuts the door and he says to me man i'd love to mount her
0: Ugh, I, i've just met the
1: guy for the first time
0: Ugh, and you're like all right did that make you feel good buddy <laughs> well,
1: right away of course yeah well I'm, I'm sort of like okay i'm never working with this guy number right one. <laughs> But number two, the thing that really bothered me, I I, I mean, I should say... That well, the thing that bothered me the most is that his obviously his treatment of women. Mm-hmm. She's not the only one who's been treated this way. God right. knows what else is going on here. Right, right. But what I was really pissed off about is that he thought he could say that in front of me. Mm-hmm. What is it about me that he thought just because I'm a guy?
0: Uh, I think it goes beyond that. I think that it's it's not personal at all to you. It's it's that he has been allowed to behave that way and actually, again, rewarded. Yeah, that forever. that's been like a, kind of an endearing comment. Yeah. Like, oh, see now, wow, you broke the ice. Um, I'm working on a collection of essays right now that I'm really thinking a lot about these power dynamics because, um, you know, as a model who has been voiceless, and even as an actor who's often voiceless because you're being directed by someone else and they're not your words, um, it's – It's so hard in these systems where, you know, entertainment is an art form. You would think that that would be the most liberal and progressive space um, for women to exist. Yes. And it's actually so bad there. Um, And I very excited and scared to tell my experiences with this stuff um, because it's, it's super complicated. Um,
1: Have you told them?
0: i haven't but i mean mm-hmm. they're written They'll, they yeah. will be shared with well, the world soon <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: you know just me just telling you that story about mm-hmm. the tv executive saying yeah. that that just felt liberating mm-hmm. to just tell the public who's listening yeah. to this right now and and right away i started thinking the time i was in the room with les moonvis who mm-hmm. was the head of cbs mm-hmm. also lost his job yep um uh, because of his treatment of women and i was doing a pilot for him mm-hmm. uh wrote and uh, directing and and uh Myself and um, uh, Larry Charles, mm-hmm. who was uh, one of the, the two Larrys that wrote all the early Seinfeld episodes. And yeah. Larry went on to direct Borat and, mm-hmm. you know. And so we're doing a pilot for CBS.
0: Right.
1: And we had to cast it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two male leads and two female leads.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, uh, Moonves keeps rejecting our female leads. And we, we keep bringing in tape to show him of, you know, auditions. right? And finally, he turns around. We're in one of the little theaters at CBS yeah. there in Hollywood. He turns around, he looks at Larry and me, and he says, what is wrong with you two? Don't you understand that when people are sitting at home watching a show, especially the men, though they're looking at the woman and they're saying, I want to fuck that. And, and don't come back in here until you bring me an actress or two that somebody wants to fuck.
0: I mean I have to be honest with you that doesn't surprise me at all
1: Wow, I just said that out loud (laughs) I mean
0: no I mean I shouldn't surprise you it doesn't surprise me and the uh, the only thing that's really unfortunate is that there are so many men like that who are still in positions of power and still are saying these things and they're still being protected and I know that for a fact and I'm looking forward to a day where those men don't feel even the urge to speak that way also fuck you. It's 50% of the world as women, man. Why are you 51, making it? 51. Yeah, You're the majority. Are, right. Why are you making this this entertainment just for men? And that's, I mean, did you see Bom- Bombshell? Oh, yeah. I yeah. loved Bombshell. Yeah. Um, and I'm so disappointed that it's not been a smash hit because to me, it was so powerful and important. And it, it gave me a lot of hope, even though, you know, there, there's an some of my friends, feminist friends who went and saw it were like left so discouraged. They were just like, oh, I'm so exhausted. Right. I felt hopeful because I was like, look, this is a space where feminist was a dirty word, even for the women who worked there. Right, right. And they finally had to stand up for what they believed in. And one of the most amazing things that I thought Charlize Theron said um, when she was doing press for this was like, just because I don't agree with Megan Kelly's politics doesn't mean that I don't I can't. I don't want her to be safe in her workplace, right? And like that's just to me, I I just I'm so exhausted um, by the adamant denial of this existence of these kind of men. I mean, and that's the problem is like this. Everybody's always like, well, it's not, it's not all men, it's not all men. And I'm like, I don't know (laughs) if it's not all men because if you're if you have been raised and put into this world believing that you're entitled. And um, owed, you know, this sort of power, then you abuse it. <laughs> right. And so, like, even if it's in very small ways, if it's at the, you know, grocery store between a male clerk and a female clerk, this stuff is happening everywhere. It's not just in Fox. It's not just, you know. Um, but yeah, I I'm hoping that this happens more because right now I just feel like women have suffered. Still more than men.
1: Absolutely. What? So, what is it then about guys? Us guys. What is? What is? What's wrong in the DNA here? What is? What's the? What's the thing? I mean, and you have generously married one of us. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's
0: a yeah. I deal with that. I was. I you know. I have a father. I have. I'm. I love so many men, but yeah, there is a um a real part of me that's I I um, my good friend just um. His play just went to Broadway Slave Play. Have you seen it? Oh my god, I saw it last week. Okay, so wow. Jeremy is amazing and um you know, I really uh, obviously I am not a black woman and I relate more to the privilege of the white woman in that play. Um there is something about like loving your oppressors and trying to ignore power dynamics when you like personally feel connected with people that he touches on in slave play that was so powerful to me and that's why I say it's complicated because you know there are men who make small comments all the time that I love and like they're they're whole complete people with lots of other ideas and like they just don't understand you know in the same way that I think a lot of white people don't understand the sort of racist things that come into their mind or the small comments or looks or feelings that they have it is ingrained in us because it's our it's our system it's the only thing we've ever known so
1: what do we do if it is ingrained if it is ingrained in these guys yeah how what could you or i or anybody do to help them stop being that way it, it, it
0: i mean i think the main thing is like for me, is telling women telling their stories. And it doesn't... I think one of the things that has been misinterpreted is that it's like, okay, we'll take that one guy out and then everything will be better. That's just not how this is going to work. It's going to be a very long, painful process. Um, Chanel Miller, who um, just wrote a memoir called Know My Name, um, she was... Uh, victim of Brock Turner and um, this memoir is really amazing. There's a part in it when she says like, you know, um, people say, well, why did you go to the frat house? Like, why would you put yourself in that position? And she said, you know, these are men, they're not lions. They're not tigers. They have, you know, a code of ethics. They're human beings. Like, why, why do we compare that to like walking into a dangerous animals cage? Right. So I think that there has to be sort of a, uh, um, I think maybe there there do, there does have to be consequences. Men have to to realize that you cannot behave this way. Right. It's not acceptable. It's right. not okay you can't be in positions of power if you're going to treat people like that. Um and then I think communication. I think women telling their stories more and being brave, which is so fucking annoying to me because why do we always have again, it falls to women. It's our responsibility to like, you know, be brave to to educate, to do all these things, but like I just don't see how else you know, um, men can sort of grow and start to be aware of their privilege. It's like, talk about listening.
1: (laughs) What about just basic empathy? What if guys just like put yourself in her Mm -hmm. shoes?
0: I know, but that seems very hard. Compassion and empathy seem to be very difficult for um, people in privilege and positions of power and and privilege.
1: Right, but when the power, it sort of comes inherent Mm -hmm. because if you're born of this particular gender, and the systems are set up still mm-hmm. still i mean were, there were there's a thing on the news uh, last night that um you know you, on any given year the top 100 films there's never more than four of them that are directed by women oh my god they were celebrating last night because last year there were 10 <laughs> <laughs> like, I felt the same way with the off-year oh, election in God. 18 where so many women got elected to yeah. Congress. Yeah, we went from 20% of Congress being women to 25%. I know. I'm sorry, this is the majority gender and it's still like an well, apartheid now, situation I here mean, where they don't have the power.
0: This year, like it's going to be probably all white men I mean if Greta gets a nom or Lorraine those are the two female directors who made movies this year but I mean it's a hard thing with Hollywood because Hollywood is just a mirror right it's just reflecting back the world and so yes we do and this is something I think about a lot with politics and and the left in general like it's so important representation is important but also like progress is more than just symbolism. It's not just about Hollywood having more female directors telling stories. It's about also there just being, you know, the pay gap being closed for women across the country and right. like action. Right. So, you know, yes, I, I really am so upset. I mean, I, I think I, re, I tweeted something of Natalie Portman when she was presenting um, an award. She's like, and all the male nominees <laughs> are, um, and which was pretty cool of her. Right. Um but uh yes, I care about that. And I think Me Too is so important when it comes to Hollywood, but like this goes so beyond that. It's it's like I said, in and every every workplace and every family, these power dynamics are so much larger than just um how many women are directing movies, you know?
1: Right. right. What what are your plans now here? Mm -hmm. We're in the new year.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, You probably, as we all do, put some thought into what would I like 2020 to look like Mm -hmm. for me, for the world I Mm -hmm. live in. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious what's going through your head or what what sort of uh, coming attraction could you give us in terms of what you might be doing this coming year or two?
0: Well, um, I'm hoping to publish a book. So the um, book you mentioned. Yeah, I've been working on that for about a year, six months to a year. Um, it kind of came out of a depression, um, and it's mm. been, like, really... I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Um, it, weirdly, it was a gift, I guess. Um, I think that you have to go through things like that in order to really be on, in 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 the pursuit of truth. Sometimes right. you have to face, like, the uglier things in life. Um, right. So uh, that's definitely on my agenda if, First and foremost for 2020, um, I'm very excited about working for Bernie Sanders. I'm very excited to find any opportunity I can to resist. Resist. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: That is really, it's one of our, all of us. Yeah. It's one of our main jobs right now. Yes. And, and, and with a capital R. Yeah. I mean, you, you know he could win again.
0: I mean I I think that he has a very good chance of winning again yes. and I actually was wondering about this you know Iran thing and when I was looking at your Sort of reaction to it and seeing, you know, what you the the impeachment um, thing around Clinton, which was amazing, and then the 2011 tweet around um, Obama trying to be elected by invading Iran. Like, I'm hoping that his plan is so wrong and it'll backfire, and America will be like, "Hey, fuck you, big guy! Like, we're gonna vote you out." Um, yeah. But I'm I'm also worried.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think that we probably can't convince any of his diehard supporters. Totally, that's a waste of yes. time. But there are so many people of our ilk mm-hmm. um, who uh, don't vote.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, 100 million Americans don't vote.
0: Well, they and they have a reason to. They've been they've been screwed over. They yeah, don't I trust don't bl- the system. I
1: don't blame them one yeah, bit. Yeah, me t- either. I'm. I tell people don't shame the non-voter. The, it to me, it's an act. It's essentially an act of civil disobedience. I agree. They are giving up. Think how hard that is for somebody mm-hmm. who loves this country, mm-hmm. who wants to have a say, mm-hmm. and they decide i'm staying home i'm not I participating agree. in this sham and and i'm this much in debt and i was that much more in debt last year and it's and it never gets better for me and my well, why kids can't the to see left why
0: can't the left see that why can't they see the people the fact that half the country is not voting and that if that was an option just neither of these people winning would be would be the that would be the thing that always won in the last like whatever why can't the left see that and say okay these people are pissed off and they're tired and they're just over it let's get them involved let's get them excited let's speak to them
1: i think a lot of liberals are just very comfortable yeah and um or they want to convince their, themselves that they're comfortable, and they don't, they, they look down on the person who doesn't participate. I, I, I'll, I've told this story before, but I'll, there's, in the 2016 election in Michigan, mm-hmm. where I live, there, are, there were almost 90,000 voters who actually didn't stay home, took the time, stood in line in the cold for two or three hours, voted, Many of them, most of them I think, voted Democratic all the way down the line for mm-hmm. state Senate, State Rep, mm-hmm. City Council. Mm-hmm. They left the top box blank for president. They wanted to show up
0: yeah. and
1: submit a ballot mm-hmm. to to say fuck you to the Democratic Party mm-hmm. for giving me one more middle of the road milk mm-hmm. toast candidate who isn't going to do anything for me. Mm-hmm. Man, that it was nobody organized that. Yeah. nobody said hey let's all go and leave the top box mm-hmm. blank they just did it they yeah. weren't gonna vote for Trump no but they were not gonna be have yeah. this shoved down their throats yeah and if if the Democratic Party doesn't understand this if we make the same mistake again this year you and I have got to like either take over the Democratic Party yeah. We'll get five or other people.
0: No, I mean, it's, and, that's, yeah.
1: You know, I can't take this anymore.
0: I can't either. And that's what, I mean, this year means so much to me personally and politically. Um, and to me, they're the same thing. You know, right. like um, I I cannot, if, if Bernie doesn't get the nom, it's going to be very hard for me um, to campaign for Biden. I mean, I just, I really, I don't see myself doing that. And I think a lot of people are, I feel the same way as I do
1: right wow well what i tell people is because you know you're going to freak your parents out by Mm -hmm. what you just said oh totally oh my god you
0: should i can only imagine what this door is slamming right now
1: (laughs) so let me just speak what are your parents names uh Uh,
0: john and kathy
1: okay john and Mm -hmm. kathy um uh uh, uh, when it comes to it uh she like myself and we're all gonna vote for who's got the d Mm -hmm. uh by their name on the ballot so don't don't be don't be yelling at us for the rest of the year mm-hmm. you know yes there's good other candidates that are running and blah 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 yeah but but now is the time you yes. know where you iowa is I know. less than a month away now i know 30 31 days well no this is like when was this is what is this monday the sixth right right so, so boom yeah it's that's february 3rd mm-hmm. that's less than a month yeah is iowa and then new hampshire is right mm-hmm. after that this is going to get decided very quickly yeah. if anybody is listening to this mm-hmm. and still going mm, i don't I want to see let me yeah. just see a little more no no yeah. you need to be doing whatever you can do this month if you have the time to go to iowa or new yeah. hampshire if you don't you know there's now with the technology you can sign up as a volunteer for like bernie's mm-hmm. campaign they will give you each night a list of phone numbers that you can call in Iowa, New Hampshire, so yeah. they don't get a robot call. They get a right, human being. they get being a human
0: being calling them, talking right. to
1: them. Uh, you can do that from yeah. where you're living in Idaho mm-hmm. or or Maine or wherever yeah. you are. Um,
0: I I have a good feeling about Bernie. Um, you know, it's to me, it's just this. I don't. I have no doubt in my mind that he has the popular um, the popular favor. Uh, to me it's clear
1: yeah there's There's no doubt he'll win the popular vote
0: yes in Um, my mind
1: i agree with that yes so now it's the electoral college correct our enemy
0: that's what i'm scared of and i'm also scared of establishment democrats who dnc yes the dnc who are very afraid of um you know socialist democracy and um universal health care and all these like yeah. nice phrases that we've tried to like make it easier for them to swallow and um the
1: boomers love socialism though as long as it's social security they like that
0: it's really and the wild. free medicare yeah. that's good that. but then we just stop <laughs> because oh we don't want to scare people but like what is what does that mean What's like what to be scared of too? yes that i'm,
1: I'm not going to be in debt for the rest of my life just because i want to go to college
0: I mean, I've said, I used to say this a lot, and now I'm like, people get so mad at me that I don't say it that much, but um, I'm like, what is this country founded on? We, boil, we literally yes. boiled the sea. That's what we did. We came to this country and we said, we're starting over, we're starting fresh. And now it's been a certain amount of time, and like you said, people are comfortable and they're so afraid, but like, That's, that's not how that's, that's capitalism poisoning people and making them feel like as long as they can, you know, afford the car and the sneakers and the hamburger that they want, they'll be fine. And that's not what politics is about. That's not like what our purpose on this planet's about. Um, And we have power. Like we have a lot of power right. and there are so many people in this country who, who really are looking for an answer. Like, let's get them excited. Let's stop thinking is this po- political politics is this elitist thing that like, we're not allowed to talk about. It's for everyone.
1: And we need to be fearless. Yes. Everybody listening to this right now, you need to reach down right down into yourself. It's there. Yeah. There's more of us than there are of them. Mm-hmm. Just start with that.
0: Well, just think about when you, the first moment—I'm sure you had a moment like this as well—where you got you started thinking, "Wow, there is peek behind the curtain," and you go, "Wow, there is something I can do. I am engaged. I'm interested, and I see how this is bullshit." I feel like a lot of people lose that feeling they've they've just been beaten down and you know talk about all the the progressive candidates that they you know wanted and watched fail and i i'm tired of that go back into yourself think about what's at stake here which is like our planet right (laughs) and our existence and um start working
1: i've said this to boomers also regarding our planet Mm -hmm. that um if you're not sure who to vote for Go with go with what young people want. It's their future. Vote for them and with them.
0: Mm-hmm. That's you know? interesting. That's a good argument.
1: That's, that, that mm-hmm. If 18 to 35-year-olds are overwhelmingly wanting Bernie, and let's say maybe I, I liked Elizabeth uh, a little, maybe even a little more mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. but you know what? Uh, advantage youth Yeah. because you have to deal with this planet that we're right. leaving you, and the least we can do, is get on your side vote for the candidate that you want right and and what's gonna be the worst thing people listening if Bernie is your president <laughs> uh, how many wars do you think we're gonna be in how, how many nations are we gonna invade right. with Bernie as the president how how you know, what people earning seven twenty five an hour still? Oh my god! Are you kidding From me? From the
0: same minimum wage as a decade ago. Uh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> it hasn't a, changed at all. Eight years of Obama, yeah.
1: and it never went up a dime.
0: That's my thing. Is like when are we? You know, and that's where, again, I go back to instead of feeling like divided in, in our country, think like people just don't want things to stay the same. And I don't think there's really anyone in our country who's like, let's just keep chugging on. And that was what was so frustrating about what I felt Hillary ran on, which was kind of like, we're just going to keep it going, which is like <laughs> such talk about not exciting politics. Just like you're going to keep it going. Like what? <laughs> you know, I want to see someone who talks about change. People are suffering.
1: I want to have that uh, as you, uh, you saying that for my ringtone, <laughs> we're just
0: going to keep it going.
1: <laughs> Who's that? <laughs>
0: yeah. That's not sexy. That's not exciting. <laughs>
1: that's Emily from San Diego.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but seriously though, if, if you know, we're in our last minutes here, but if you, you know, you're speaking out to a lot of people, they're listening mm-hmm. to this, um, you know, what's that thing you want to tell them? What's that? Cause we are in, I think, i mean they say this every election year but i'm telling you i've lived through enough of these election years yeah. this is the most dangerous time dangerous
0: i mean we, hopefully iran ends. makes people feel that way well it's dangerous it is it's da- straight up scary Because
1: we sit here you and i we don't know what's going to happen Absolutely what, not. we don't know the next thing trump is planning to mm-hmm. do what he's got up his sleeve yeah but for the person who's sitting out there listening to this in kansas city mm-hmm. you know in in oklahoma
0: mm-hmm.
1: in illinois where Mm -hmm. your mom came from yeah you know what can you say to them what do you want to say to them to to essentially you know excite them excite them stand by them Mm -hmm. hold their hand Mm -hmm. um they're not alone
0: yeah i mean it's really hard to continue to feel like you have any power i think i think that's an important thing to acknowledge because i as someone who's you know, twenty eight. I I have had moments of feeling like none of this matters, and feeling just the way that a lot of people do who don't vote at all. Right? Um, we have a candidate right now who offers us the future that we want, who offers us a chance at this at this and this critical juncture, and to be afraid or to get too um, into the internet hype of sort of like, well, what, who could win or who couldn't win? Or look at these people in the middle of the country. Look at these people on this coast or that coast. Fuck all of that. Like what, let's get to the root of things. Let's, that's what radicalism is, right? What do you want for this country and support the candidate and the, what the candidate that so many young people are, are behind and um, don't be afraid.
1: Don't be afraid. Right. Yeah. And, and, when Emily says uh, radicalism, we wouldn't have had this country if the founders, as flawed as they were, if they weren't radicals.
0: Yeah, radicalism has only brought us progress in so many ways um, in this country. And I think it's really important for uh, the left to, to, to remember, I mean, radicalism is—it's such a dirty word for people, but it's like all that means is to get to the root. So, what are your beliefs right. like? Get to the root of things. Right. It's a actually really empower, like very powerful word when you think about it. Um, and I, I just, I also feel like there's this whole. Um, I, I will speak to my experience with a lot of young people of kind of like, well, I don't, I don't know enough about those things. Bullshit. You know, you know what you want for your life and for your children, and. Um, I think, you know, you don't need to be afraid to speak on on matters that feel like they belong to someone else. I think that's that's sort of been a thing around politics. Like, oh, I don't like to get political. That's bullshit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right, yeah. (laughs) When people say that, I say to them, you know, uh, you may not care about politics, but politics cares a lot about you. Yeah, it cares a lot about how to fuck you over, mm-hmm. how to pay you as little as possible, how to make sure that you don't have rights as a woman yep. or as an African American or mm-hmm. whatever. Oh no, politics is very interested in you mm-hmm. and running your life, and and you better get interested.
0: <laughs> and like, look at all these other um, groups of resistance in the last hundred years in our country from the left, how they have been destroyed. Right. Like Black Panthers occupy like there's the list goes on of, of radical people who have really tried to make a change. And they were so threatening that they were destroyed. Well, now, guess what? We have a candidate for president. So he might be radical and um, socialist and all these scary words that people you know think will piss people off. But he's he's our chance. He's our shot. Right. He like, is, let's do this. Yes.
1: We won't get this kind of shot again. for no. Well, not in my life. Lifetime. Yeah, and and you know, if it's if Bernie's radical because he believes that you should be able to see a doctor when you get sick <laughs> and not lose your house right because of your illness, that's radical. That seems like the most decent. Yeah. humane common sense thing and way to be
0: 100 percent, and i mean like other countries have already adopted that why are we slow to that what is this why is this country operating out of fear
1: There, there is one party that believes they have a right to a woman's reproductive organs and to tell a woman what she can do or not do there's that's one party yep. then you have a party and you have a candidate in, in the case mm-hmm. of bernie but i'd say mm-hmm. probably all the democrats yeah take this position that what are you talking about that that's a radical position
0: mm-hmm. that that is just w- healthcare <laughs>
1: it's just basic it's healthcare and it's choice mm-hmm. and it's and but it is part of that that old man old white guy system that Trump represents totally. and and the older white men uh don't want to let go of the power yeah. that's really basically what I th- think that is
0: i think that's true and i think that there's been years and years of propaganda to reinforce that yes um, and tell I, them it's e- going to be
1: awful when you lose power
0: 100 and women, the women
1: are coming yeah
0: or the commies are coming <laughs> right commies, i mean like right. this is a we have a history of really um scaring people and i think that it's important to even realize what's happened you know with iran like this is that is a scare tactic we are being manipulated through fear and um that's a huge mistake
1: (laughs) yes well um you've given me some hope and um and i hope people listening to this uh realize that uh uh, we can win this
0: i i hope they do too
1: um i feel very good about this part of it uh uh, most days i'm often there's a piece of the day as you describe where you just go what's the point
0: yeah it's exhausting
1: it's exhausting Mm -hmm. but we just we have to buck up here Mm -hmm. um it's it's 10 months away the election november 3rd iowa and new hampshire are next month Mm -hmm. um we don't have a choice.
0: No, we don't have a choice. We don't have time. Um, I think that you know, really wrap your head around Bernie twenty twenty. Think about that as a as a possibility, and it, it could really bring you out of excitement.
1: Okay, I like that. Yes. <laughs> and bring you out of whatever depression or despair you're yeah, feeling. Yeah, hope. Hope, real hope. Real hope, not fake hope.
0: I mean, listen, like we've been bought and sold a lot of, you know, a lot of ideas, Um, but you can look at Bernie's track record and you can honestly, like you said, my generation has an incredible bullshit detector. We've been through a lot of incredible bullshitters (laughs) on many, in many different spaces, not just in politics. Um, This guy is for real. And like, let's, let's get behind him.
1: Wow. Thank you for um, making your announcement that you are supporting him.
0: Oh, yeah, no, it's exciting, yeah. I'm like, uh, (laughs) uh,
1: really, uh, appreciate that. Um, No,
0: it was so great to talk to you. Thank you for having me on.
1: Yeah, no, no, it's, um, you know, I want a variety of voices on on this podcast, and I want this microphone uh, to be held uh, by the people who don't necessarily always have the power to do that. And I've only done this for two weeks now, or a little over so two weeks. So amazing!
0: I'm so, so honored that I was so early. Yeah, no, no, yes, you're one of <laughs> yes, you're one of the first.
1: Uh, it was very cool. You, Robert De Niro, uh, and my dentist.
0: Um, yeah, are, no, that I mean, I told you I love the dentist episode, so, so I'm honored. <laughs> um,
1: all right, well, listen, um, uh, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to this. Uh, you've been listening to Rumble with Michael Moore and my guest, Emily um, uh We look forward to your book. Do you have a title for it? No, you?
0: no. Okay. It's a All ways right. out, but hopefully All right. 2020. Okay. <laughs> right.
1: Well, um, I'm looking forward to that. Thank you. Your contribution to this particular issue uh, is very important. And thank you for uh, having the courage to say the things you said are going to say in this book thank you um so in advance
0: thanks uh, listen i can use all the encouragement i can i'll take it you will have
1: my encouragement and my support and um and you don't you say you don't have a book agent yet i'll i'll call my book agent Great. As, soon as we're done perfect because uh uh people need to hear from you and need to read this book
0: thank you everybody
1: um uh don't forget to subscribe it's free um thank you again for listening and um i'll be talking to you very soon here on Rumble. Thanks, everybody. Thanks so much.